Good afternoon. Hi. It's a Sunday. Yep. And it's episode 68. Yes, nearly at 70. Yeah. Nearly at 70. <laughs> so this Sunday isn't about business today. So well, this is semi. Gonna... So semi. it's kind of life and business, I suppose. Okay. So <laughs> welcome to episode 68. So what are we talking about today? The power of journaling. So that's why it's kind of both. Because it's, yeah, it's good for your business. It's good for all sorts. Your health, your mindset, it's a, it's a very kind of underrated resource. Well, and some of the guests that we've had recently all have a common trait, right? They all journal in some way. They all take what's going on in their heads and write it down in some way. In yeah. fact, one of our guests, Malcolm, uh, Malcolm Teasdale, who's the travel addict guy, He's written books yeah. uh, just to get stuff out of his head and his story out there and everything else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a very um, powerful way to kind of organise your thoughts and to really kind of zone in to kind of what you want on a daily basis. Right. So um, we all kind of do our goals and our uh, objectives and especially like at the new year we talk about resolutions and we've got our like words for the year and all of that but when you kind of get you know your day-to-day going and you have to do your kind of just regular chores of I don't know school runs and I don't know shopping going to the doctors or whatever you know just kind of regular kind of day-to-day stuff and that it's sometimes difficult to focus on on the why and the where you're going and and to kind of see the wood for the trees. Well I would say that before recent years (coughs) excuse me um the only time I would sit down and write down goals and write down my thoughts was that once a year. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's in, so we're currently doing this. If you're listening to this in the future, this episode is mid mid to late January of 2021. So normally any resolutions, any commitments that most people have made in the new year are already done. Gone. Yeah, they, they, it's finished. Gone They're, and forgotten. Yeah, so whether that be a health goal, or financial goal, or a new project goal, or anything like that, sadly, some ludicrous number, like high percentage of those have gone yeah. out the window. And especially, I would say, in this climate more than ever, because I was speaking to uh, family members uh, earlier today based in the UK. It's quite a negative place at Fair the right. moment because of... The restrictions, the lockdowns, and everything else. And there's a lot of fear and everything else. Very fearful. I, I told you that headline that a friend was telling me about in the in the UK press that one in three is a silent killer, and that meaning that one in three people carry COVID without knowing it, or like are asymptomatic. Asymptomatic. But... You could flip that on his head and go, a third of people are asymptomatic. Yay! Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but exactly. no, 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 no. It's it's no, no. They're killing people. Yeah. Isn't it? awful the messaging yeah so there's a lot of fear and everything else and the problem is things like writing down your goals and doing journals and all this kind of stuff gets gets pushed down and like it just doesn't happen Mm -hmm. because it's not a priority in fact the latest headline for most people on today's news is a higher priority Mm -hmm. than reinforcing what's going on in their own headspace and and making the if anything you should build up like the foundation before you take on those headlines before you yeah. do those kind of stuff right yeah. that's the point of it journaling. yeah well I think I think journaling is is in my mind is different to keeping a diary you know yeah. it's not writing in your journal at the end of the day what happened that day yeah. um and I've tried to do that for years and and I've I've often kind of started the year same thing like it might have lasted a month or two and then yeah. I get behind a few days and then I'm like oh it's not worth doing anymore yeah um and 
I've done that since I was a kid. And it was only a few years ago when I made the shift to buying like a nice notebook for myself, not a diary, so there's no dates in it. Yeah. And therefore it doesn't have to be necessarily be an everyday thing. It should be as often as you can, yeah. but it doesn't have to be a set date or a set time or a set length or, or about anything in particular. It can just be there for you to, to put your thoughts on, to put your goals and dreams into, to, to unpack your own thoughts, you yeah. know? Because I heard a statistic the other day that your processing, the number was huge. I'm probably gonna get this wrong now. But I think it, it, I think it was millions. I might be wrong. But there will be millions. Yeah, the, the thoughts that you're yeah, processing yeah. at any one time. Yeah. But you're only conscious of about 40 of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely yeah. right. So, the, um, so our, our brains, the way, the way I understand it from the stuff that we've seen and read over the years, is that the, fundamentally our conscious is is the result of all the filters yeah like how what we think and how we perceive things is is the the end result of your brain filtering out all the other stuff it's one of the reasons why um if you decide you want to buy a particular car Mm. or you suddenly buy a particular car and then all of a sudden you see that car everywhere yeah like you never saw it at all before you bought that car and and then suddenly it's everywhere and you're like how how is it it feels like the world and his wife has just bought the same car as me but that's not the case. What's happened is that that car was never your brain didn't distinguish that as important, so it, it filtered it out. It's one of the reasons why marketing. So that's why we find marketing so yeah. um, interesting because the the whole point of marketing is to try and break that filter yeah. in people's brains so that you see it everywhere. Yes. You know, to get into people's top consciousness. Of mind. That's the phrase, isn't it? That yeah. you want to be top of mind with people all the time. Yeah. yeah. So. So yeah, that so, so when you're navigating through life, the um, as we all are trying to figure out um, like the, the what the next most opportune moment might be to either for our health or for our finances or whatever it is, it's important to make sure the filter or the lens in which you see yeah. the world is correctly aligned because if it's if it's going to be if you're going to have it so that it's only focused on the negative your brain will seek out everything to reinforce that perspective right and that that's one of the powerful things about journaling is you can you can unpack that i mean you might certainly for me as there's been occasions where i've especially in the last 12 months with everything going on where i felt negative and just in a mood yeah. but not really understood why and yeah. it's and it usually is because of the things i've seen or read or heard about or discussions i've had with people i mean we turned up at a friend's house yesterday didn't we we're we're not breaking any rules we're in france at the moment and there's yeah. not currently a, it's a lot more here. relaxed here than it is um, in the uk yeah and um so we're allowed out as it were as long as it's before 6 p.m um so we went to friends in the afternoon yesterday and as we arrived didn't we we said how oh, hi how are you we seen and we haven't while. seen them for ages and have the we? Yeah. very first words out of this chap's mouth was oh it's just awful isn't it in the uk at the moment it's just it's just so alarming or depressing or whatever words he used but they were the very first words out of his mouth yeah um, and so it just shows what an impact it's having on people, even if you don't even live in the country. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and that was exactly the same experience I had earlier today on a telephone call the, uh, with my relatives. The, the fear and everything that's, that's 
that they're in. And it's not, that's not to dismiss the fact that there aren't real risks and threats no. happening right now. We're not, we're not saying that. But if you're going to... So I think the, the, mes- the message from my perspective, and you might agree or disagree with this, um, but the, is that let's say you wake up at 7 in the morning, right? And, and you go to bed at 10 p.m., right? So you've got how many hours is it? <laughs> 15. 15 hours of wake time. Nice and nice. I'm normally the numbers guy, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, so you've got 15 hours of wake time. Right, so you can spend that fifteen hours anywhere you want, especially if you're blessed or locked in, then you can't go anywhere, which is a lot of the case for a lot of people in the UK. So, how do you want to spend that fifteen hours? Do you want to spend that fifteen hours in a state of fear and depression, or do you want to spend it in a, in a happy and productive place? And and you could say, right, okay, look, this risk. It represents a real risk to our health, like COVID does, or or, or finances. Or finances, big thing, is obviously, isn't it? Exactly. So, but there's nothing to say, right? Okay, I'll allocate that amount of time, that space for that piece. You can you can dip your toe in it. It well, doesn't need to be all encompassing, right? That, but that's not kind of where I'm going with journaling. the The journaling side of it is you can take those thoughts and feelings and you know, like the, the discussion that we had with people yesterday, and, and I was talking to somebody about it this morning, as you were, as everybody is, it's, it's the topic, isn't it? It's um, been a topic for a long exactly. time. Exactly. Um, and, but you can then go back and kind of consult your journal, as it were, for want of a better phrase, and just unpack those thoughts, or well, why yeah. is it like that? And and as we were speaking to, to Nikki Davies a few days ago, one of our guests, and just challenge the assumptions and that doesn't mean going down conspiracy theories or yeah. or whatever. It just means challenging assumptions and thinking, what does this mean for me and my specific issue? And and how can I, what can I do about this? Well, and also um, analysing how you think. Yes. Because I think, I think, you think, I think. But <laughs> the problem is we're not taught how to think. It's mm-hmm. not something, unless... Uh, we're all just, it's just assumed that whatever information we're given... We're, we're, we will just process it in the most appropriate and efficient way. Yeah. And it's like, that's actually not the case for any of us, no. right? We're all, we're, all, we're all processing things in very different ways. And sometimes we have strong biases or, or certain issues that have been developed over years and years and years, which means that each of us can see the same piece of information very, very differently, mm-hmm. right? So the way I see journaling, is it's a way of questioning, right, how, okay, I responded this way, or I'm thinking about this in this way, getting that thought out there, standing apart from it, exactly. and looking at, right, is that productive? Is that is that correct? Am I thinking about things correctly? Yeah. And when you look at people like Jordan Peterson and these, like, kind of intellectuals, if you like, yeah. they're constantly reviewing the way their, their brain is taking on board information yeah. and whether it's the most appropriate response. There's something about getting it out your head. Mm. Um, I mean, I've, I've heard that for a long time from um, an insomnia point of view, not not myself. My, my mum's always been an insomniac yeah. and she was told years ago, decades ago, to have a piece of paper and notepad by your bed. So when yeah. she's there at three in the morning, mulling over all these catastrophes that could happen in yeah. her life that she's worrying about, you know, you, you can take that out and get it onto paper and it, it really does physically take it away, take the strain off you. Yeah. 
Um, so, so it's powerful from that point of view, from, from unpacking stuff and kind of being able to, to keep your emotions in check. But there's lots of other ways that you can use journaling, which, which is what makes it such a, to me, an essential tool because it, it, it does so many different things. So, um, the, the way I use journaling at the moment, um, I mean, I, I, I've done this differently over the last 12 months anyway, throughout the first lockdown, I did literally keep a, di- a diary, mm. um, type of journal because I thought that that was quite fascinating and you thought it was going to be quite a short moment in time yes I did (laughs) got to about day 65 and then I was like I'm done with this now (laughs) um but yeah and and I'm and I'm glad but I am glad I did that and I have that and I can go back and look at it um but now I have more of a gratitude journal and I've spoken about this before in some of the other episodes about my morning processes what I call five four three two one is and it's five things to be grateful for four affirmations for the future uh, three wins from the previous day, which mm-hmm. can literally be as small as, you know, I, I don't know, I, I got up on time <laughs> or, yeah. or whatever it might be. You know, it, these don't have to be big things. It's just about... Well, in fact, the smaller the things, the better in a lot of yeah, ways, Yeah, because you, you're just being able to realise the good points in your day when, mm-hmm. when things are ne- negative and challenging at the moment and the silver linings and the things that you're grateful for. And two intentions for the day, so two things that I'm going to achieve, um, and then one just kind of statement about, or just free writing about kind of how, how I'm feeling. And that, that process really works for me. So having that gratitude in there. Um, but I don't limit my journal to that. It's not like, mm. oh, this notebook has to be only these things. If, I'm, if I am feeling negative, um, and I've spoken on, uh, I think one of our very first podcast episodes was about how I've struggled with depression in the past. That's episode three. Right. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I was taught a long time ago is uh, CBT, um, which is cognitive behavioural therapy. Um, and you can do that with somebody else. So you can do that with a therapist, which is what's quite popular with, with as in the word therapy. Mm. But you can do it with yourself. Right. And and I just do it. So if I am feeling particularly negged out about something and something's really bothering me, I'll just kind of start writing and it will start in a kind of negative space. Like, oh, this is so unfair or I don't like this or whatever. Or I'm worried about that. But then I start to like rewrite those, if yeah. you see what I mean. So, you know, I'm worried about this might happen. Like, take, take, for example, you know, we're, as I say, we're in France. Our families are in England. We've not been able to see them for a year. And at the moment, they're talking about possibly closing the borders again and that yeah. we physically can't get there. And that's something that always kind of bothers me, um, that I can't get there if I need to be. So, I, you know, I, I might start with that. And then I'm like, well, well, well what can I do? Oh, well, I can arrange to do Zoom calls with this and I can make sure that we, we send some parcels. Or, do you know what I mean? I can just start to... Create um, solutions. Yes, exactly. And, and just find... It's still a... You're not... You're not excusing the situation. It's still a crappy situation, yeah. but you're you're finding the the way through it. And I heard this on a, a podcast recently. Um, uh, it was an interview with a guy called Chris Ross, and he's got a fascinating story. He was um, he was run over as a child. Wow. He was seven, and he was run over by like a, a, a runaway truck. This truck had gone into reverse with the passenger sitting in it. Yeah. So the passenger had jumped into the driver's seat to try and stop it going backwards panicked and hit accelerator and it ran over him as a kid and it severed his arm um and but he actually had it put back on and and all of this kind of stuff but that's where his story starts and he's a personal development guy and he said something i found really interesting that if you ask why questions 
too much that they're important but if you ask yourself why you end up just circling the drain yeah like why is this so bad why is this issue why is this happening to me why 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 you need to kind of ask why but focus on what questions yeah what can i do about this what is the positive i'm looking for what can i learn what can i and i, I found that really interesting because i do tend to focus a little bit on the why too much well i think that's um it's also an important point to remember because for any of our listeners or watchers of this Sometimes I think it's easy to see people talk about strategies of mindset and I write a journal and, and I do this and I go out for a run and I go out and do this. And it, it's easy to dismiss what they're doing as, yeah, but they don't have the same challenges I have. Mm. Like they don't, they're happy, they're naturally a happy-go-lucky type of person. They're naturally upbeat and naturally, and, uh, or they naturally lean towards the positive. And um, and I think it's an important point to remember that that's not you, no. right? That's you have the, in in our entire relationship. I mean, we've been together nearly twenty years, mm. and so since you're like since I've known you, you've had always a like a leaning towards the like the negative yeah. side, but you've had a cognitive awareness that that is detrimental to your future. Oh, so it's, it's driven me mad for yeah. decades, to be honest. Well, I not mean, literally, but No, yeah. but I, it, it uh, frustrates me and annoys me that I do initially lean towards the negative. So I have done everything I can over many years to, to fight that and, yeah. and find ways to go towards the positive. When you've also talked about depression being a phys- it's a there's a phys- you have a direct physical mm. response. Like mm-hmm. you can feel it. There's mm-hmm. not it's not just oh I feel a bit glum. It's like your whole um physiology changes mm-hmm. and there's certain things that happen. It's almost like the when people have, begin to have a, uh, a migraine. It's mm-hmm. like it's yeah. obvious symptoms like symptoms, yeah. physical symptoms that, yeah. that you know where the outcome is. Yeah. So you But again, been... sorry, can I just jump in there? Again, that's because I've become very aware of it yeah. through things like journaling, through things like trying to look at it from a distance. I can be very objective about it now. Exactly. Yeah. And, and and that's my point. I think it's um, we all have to take a responsibility mm. for... We're not... I mean, some things are very obvious, right? Like you talked about the poor sod who had his arm severed off yeah. at seven, right? So when it's a physical ailment it's very obvious to point to and go, well, you just have to mitigate it by correcting this or doing this in this way. But when it's something that you have to battle with mentally, and it can, it might only be like, obviously you have people that suffer very severely with depression. Like say it's one to a hundred, right? Mm. And they're on like scale 90, mm. right? But I would say anybody that's got, th- that has responsibilities financially and to their family and everything right now to the business or whatever, we're, we're all probably functioning because of what's happened in 2020 and into 2021. We're all probably functioning on anywhere but on a scale from 20 to 70. Like, or, or, like any normal person mm. on that, like, kind of. What like, do you mean? Sorry. In terms of the scale of anxiety oh, and yeah. the, the possibility of tipping into depression. Right. And all of that kind of stuff. We're all functioning on those... God, I'd say 20 to 90. I mean, yeah. there's lots of people that are unfortunately contemplating suicide. Some people that are exactly. taking their lives. You know, it's 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 a, a dangerous world out there. Precisely. The for, for the individually. And and my point is that there's... Because it's a mental game, 
it's not as obvious to people yeah. and and so people don't necessarily if you were overweight or whatever and that yeah. was the only thing people would just say well go go out for a run or stop eating that or whatever yeah. it is because it's a mental issue people don't necessarily raise the importance of it high enough yes. and and the way i see i've seen the the massive effect things like journaling have had mm-hmm. on you mm-hmm. like journaling eating healthier and exercise those three things in combination you're like 100% optimized yeah right? and i i think I think that's one of the key things is um, doing stuff for yourself because there's this whole kind of mental health awareness out there now, not just because of COVID, you know, it had been coming in over the last kind of two, three years where there's been a real push towards dropping the stigma associated with mental yeah. health and all of that. And, and don't get me wrong, that's an absolute brilliant thing that that, that the stigma is kind of loosening and, and people can kind of put their hand up and say how they're feeling. But there is a caveat with that, that people some people suffering then kind of take that responsibility and give it to someone else yeah. by putting their hands up and going hey i'm depressed come fix me mm. and that's not how it works you can't ex- you someone can't fix you no. necessarily i mean yes there there are obviously therapies and, and medication and i'm not saying if you're suffering don't ask for help that, that's not what i mean but there is a certain degree that you need to want to change and have to do the work yourself yeah um, and and something as simple as journaling can be hugely powerful. Well, the, the way I see journaling is there. It's like the especially if it becomes a regular pattern in your life. It's like an early warning. It's like a Richter scale meter thing, yeah, yeah. right? It's like an early warning sensor that allows you to nip in the bud certain issues that if you didn't address them, mm. they, they it would it would snowball over a period because yeah. we've had situations. And I'm someone who generally sits like towards the optimistic. Like uh, there is in every bad situation, my immediate response uh, every time is, yeah, but it could have been worse. It could have been this, isn't it? In everything. Yeah. So I don't necessarily have those things. But that doesn't mean that I don't get down about stuff or stressed or anxious about stuff. But so I will lean on journaling Mm -hmm. because they... The great thing about things like journaling and all of those little strategies is they give you, they're like, um, they're like armor plating for your mind mm. because the same shit's going to happen to you later in the day, whether you like it or not, right? Yeah. Some, if a curveball's coming your way, it's coming your way. So <laughs> yeah. you have a choice. You either take it at your weakest point or you take it with a bunch of armor on. And I'd far rather take these hits with a bunch of armor on. Yeah. And the way I see journaling, eating healthy and exercise and all that kind of stuff it allows us to take those punches in the face and deal with it. Yes. And that's what I see with you when you're doing your regular journal and everything else. Yeah. We still get hit. Yeah. We And we don't go along in that... Remember the Lego movie with the, that creature that, that they go into that fantasy land and yeah. she's like, everything's... I'm always happy. And I'm like, <laughs> you don't go along like that. That's not life. <laughs> no. Right? But, um, but what it does is it allows you to think really clearly about the problem and you're not taking all this other baggage that you already had before the problem occurred and yeah. adding it to it, yeah. you know? And you're also not offloading it on other people. Yeah. Like, um, again, by all means, have a whinge with someone, talk to people or, or whatever you feel you need to do. But by getting a lot of it out yourself onto journaling, and, and one um, thing I'd really advise with when you do journal is, you know, make sure that is yours and that is secret and that is somewhere that you can really kind of let go of your thoughts without worrying yeah. that your kid's going to steal it and read it or something like Yeah, well, you're on the half, because yeah. I never read your stuff. No, no, I no, never no, read yours. your journals, no. because the way I look at it is, because it doesn't matter what you say in that. No. It's because sometimes 
sorry, it does matter what you say in it, but it doesn't, it shouldn't have any bearing on your eye. No. It's, it's because your brain can kick out some random crap, yeah. right? That, that doesn't necessarily have to mean anything. No. It can just be as a direct result of the state you're in. Yeah, exactly. And um, Tim Ferriss does a, um, a journal exercise where what well, it's different to yours. What he does is... Well, um, I made mine up, so... <laughs> yeah, and yours is a Kate version. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have a whole book series later on yeah. on Kate's version of journal. Um, but he does a strategy where if... If he's got a particular problem in mind, then what he will do is he will write the, the question down. Before he goes to sleep, he will, will oh, yeah, write what this problem yeah. is down. And then and then and and then just go to bed, go to sleep. And then and his theory is that the brain doesn't ever entirely your your conscious and subconscious, uh, well your subconscious never switches off. So once you've taken that problem and you've written it down and you've put it in your journal or whatever it is. By the morning, he said, there's many times where he'll wake up the next morning and he'll have some idea as to how to solve that problem. But he, but he would have just gone to sleep. And it's because in, on some level, his subconscious has been working on that while he sleeps. But he'll have a very different view of that problem by the following morning. I've heard people do that. Um, it's a really similar process with... Um, where does it come from? It's a real traditional process with like worry dolls. Do you remember that? No. I got told that as a child, because, um, I mean, that's when I actually struggled more than most, but um, where you tell your worry to a child, to, to a doll, oh, it's, really? it's a little wooden doll, it's like a tiny thing, it's not, not a doll, yeah. it's, um, and you put it under your pillow. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's a similar thing, you kind of get the, the worry out of you, out of your being, as it yeah. were, and, and the doll worries about it for you, is, is the so that you can sleep, it's supposed to be for children that are anxious. And yeah, it's a good it's idea. Very similar kind of thought it's about the thoughts not being you they're not and that's i think sometimes we get we have a problem because of our ego and everything else Mm. it goes into things like meditation everything else but we believe that in some way shape or form our thoughts are us and your thoughts are entirely independent of who you are as a being and by writing it down or by doing that what you just described it separates the thought from who you are as a being yeah and um but the other strategy he does as well is when he gets up in the morning he will effectively free write. Mm-hmm. He will just write down whatever's on his mind. Just and and he'll say it can be complete nonsense. Yes. It can be just anything about anything. But he just takes whatever's out in his head and just writes it down. Mm. And it can it can be a couple of lines or it can be pages. It can be whatever. There's no just sits down with coffee and does it. And mm-hmm. it just gets it out of. Mm-hmm. And and again, it's that separation piece. Yes. Um, well, that's another way of journaling, and again, it's something I, I've done and do occasionally. Is just free writing, just mm. completely, and it's that's a, another powerful um, trait of journaling is it frees up your creativity, it gets mm. you un, unstuck, unblocked. Yeah. Not necessarily you even got a problem, but um, you know, even if you're a writer and you've got writer's block or something yeah. like that, just just to write, just write anything. And um, there's a really interesting book called Conversations with God, right. um, which, regardless of what religion you are, it's still a fascinating book to read and essentially is just free writing but the the person the author would just write um and then he, he described the the kind of his hand just being taken over and his right. problems being solved and he wasn't consciously doing that and it was wow. just writing for him and yeah he describes it as god speaking through him but you know if, you, if you're not religious you could just take that as that's just your subconscious coming exactly through. yeah exactly and i think the um i think there's a dogma attached to journaling or an expectation around journaling for those that don't do it regularly, 
which is which is unfair in terms of you hear that people associate journaling with people that have memoirs yeah you know and yeah. they have bookcases full of this yeah. was this was the year 2020 and they, and you and they pick it out and it's like this leather bound tomb yeah, yeah, they yeah. Go and, oh yes on this date I wrote all of this and I had these amazing things and you have to be a great writer and you have to spell really well and your handwriting has to be nice and all that and it's nonsense it's complete nonsense it is yeah yeah. and mine's illegible when I wrote yeah these things are not for publishing right they're not that's not the point of them what they are are they are if you imagine that your brain's a bit like a bumper car they're the bumper thing around you but that's (laughs) the whole point of a journal you create these strategies so you can take the knocks and and it's a, I, I see it a lot about just strengthening your brain, just strengthening your and separating yourself from your mind. Meditation plays a part in all this kind of stuff. The problem with it, all of it is it's until you, until the wheel, wheels properly fall off of your behavior, mm-hmm. nobody really knows mm-hmm. whether you're optimized or not. Yeah. You know, it's like someone, I once read something, I think it was in some random magazine, but they said something like, um, for somebody to notice a 10% change in you, you have to have a 100% change wow. in whatever it is. So whether that's your physio- physiolog- mm. physiological state or your uh, or your mental state, mm. you have to, just for someone to acknowledge just a, a change of 10%. Mm-hmm. Even though you put, I mean, how many times do we do exercise and yeah. we look in the mirror and we go, wow, I feel really different and nobody says anything. Well, I, it, funny you say that actually, because a few weeks back, I... I dyed my hair and I, yeah. I went darker than I'd been for a long time yeah. um, and I thought it looked quite significantly darker yeah. of everybody I've seen whether on zoom or physically one person noticed yeah. one person I was really surprised I was like why has nobody noticed how dark I've gone yeah and it's <laughs> but it has to be such a significant change for people to notice yeah <laughs> and I don't know why that is I don't know if we, it maybe is the filter thing yeah. that we talked about earlier but yeah so you, so when you're, you know, freaking out that you've you've got a spot or something, people Nobody probably cares. aren't seeing. Nobody cares. Yeah, unless it's something like really, yeah. again, something that's significant, like a significant enough to represent 100% change, and yeah, yeah, people don't. So it's that, but that's even more important to your mental state, yeah. right? Because you can make all of these subtle changes in your life, and and this goes back to what you were saying about don't expect anybody else to do this like don't this is down to you to do this for you not yeah. for somebody else to do it for you because you can make all of these disciplined approach you could do it for a whole year nobody will say anything to you no, no one will go oh you're this or oh you're that unless you unless you're very lucky i mean we're we're i count us two as blessed in that we're very we acknowledge subtle changes all the time mm. You know, so you, there wouldn't necessarily need to be a hundred percent change in you for me to be able to see no, yeah. a difference. So having someone near you that has can be aware of that, great. But don't expect anybody else to yeah. really. They won't notice these changes and the hard work that you're doing to to get yourself in the right place. Yeah, and also I think it's unfair to to put it on somebody else because they got their own issues. Exactly. <laughs> well, as, as you said, you're you're naturally more optimistic of the two of us, and so. You know, if I'm struggling, although I will obviously talk to you, I don't want to bring you down because yeah. that's a real strength that you've got, um, mm. and that you can 
you can keep going when we've got negative times and stuff. So the last thing I want to do is is bring you down to my level because then yeah. we'd both be just moping around together, you know. Yeah. Well, so, we'd be homeless. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's it's important not to kind of, um, you know, as I say, I don't want to put anybody off of seeking help if they need it or talking to people, but, but you've got to take some of that responsibility yourself and, and to really try different things and, and try different way of working. And one of the other reasons I like to journal... Um, is because as you said it's similar to a meditation but I find meditating really difficult because yeah. I'm quite a, an active um kind of can't sit still kind of person anyway mm-hmm. um which arguably means I need it even more which is true um but also it's you know if, if I'm wound up about something or, or stressed out and you say to me go meditate it's like that's like putting pins in my eyes I yeah. do not want to do that more than anything but I will go and sit and, and journal because I'm physically doing something well if anything you you have to be, and I'd say we're both like that. We have to be in the right state to want to do meditation. Yeah. We can't go from anxious or stressed and then go, oh, let's go meditate. It just doesn't work. No, I it's find like, it really hard. I mean, arguably that's when you should, and, and it, to be honest, people are right in that, but I find it's impossible. I just end up sitting there just getting more and more wound up and yeah. thinking about the problem more and more. And Well, there is, um, there is a trick that I read. Um, oh, I can't remember who it was now. I'm going to completely... This is not my idea. This is some other person's idea. But they, there was a study done on when there's when you have a problem. This isn't directly related to journaling, but it's along the same thing. Often, like we had moments last year in 2020, for example, where we were being like just attacked mm-hmm. by this individual that had determined we were enemy number one. Mm-hmm. And um, and they were vile. To be mm-hmm. honest, they were they were just going out. They were just making up some lies, and they were just running in it weren't mm-hmm. they and we were so taken aback and shocked by their behavior weren't we and and i have a quite cavalier approach to combative people mm-hmm. I, I i i don't mind combat i don't mind like dealing conflict. With conflict sorry i have no issues with conflict at all and um but i couldn't confront this person directly mm-hmm. about it so what i was what i found my brain doing was it was replaying their words in in my mind over and over and it was like it was like it was it was like a broken record it just kept repeating over and over and no matter what i did around the house or work wise or whatever it is this this broken record was just constantly spinning in the background and it was driving me crazy because i was just like i don't feel anxious and stressed i and i don't feel like i'm not like i go do some exercise and i go do something else and i anything and it would still be just playing and playing and the moment I just stopped for a pause for a second it would start playing and playing mm-hmm. and playing and it was particularly bad if I went to bed yeah. like it was just like it would just start spinning so I did I went on down this rabbit hole of like why the hell is my brain doing this whole thing and I found this thing where they did a study where they said that that is um everybody has that like when there's a stress a, a significant stress or a or something that you're you're just not you're, you're just trying to process and there's no specific answer to you will just your brain will just keep doing that but the way to break that cycle is to do something that is entirely unrelated and quite intense and the recommendation they suggested was tetris <laughs> and they said that tetris if you play tetris on your phone if you are in a anxious or stressful state because of an event that's happened earlier in the day like even journaling because i was writing it down and i was and i was still playing it in my mind and all this kind of stuff and they said 
If you, before you go to bed, if you just play on your phone, before you go to sleep, Tetris for 10 minutes, that breaks that right. cycle completely. Right. And, um, and it just, uh, and it entirely stops that constant replay, 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 replay. Yeah. Because I think that's what, it's almost like your brain just has a way of just like, no, I'm not going to let you move on. I'm yeah, not going to, yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep taking because you out of the Because it wants the resolution. Yeah, and, and some, it can't, in some cases you can't get exactly, it. Exactly, in some examples you can't get it. Or like the whole COVID situation, it's going on for so long that there isn't a resolution. As we were talking to this family that we saw yesterday, you know, at, at the beginning of the lockdown, everyone thought that, okay, we'll put up with this for two, three months, whatever it's going to be, and then we'll all move on. Yeah. But because it's it's moving into a year now, everyone's just fatigued by it all. Um, yeah. and, and there is not a resolution. Well, and this isn't... 2021 is not the place for the weary, right? Mm. You have to be, like, if you are feeling weary because of 2020, you've got to stop that mm. and you've got to be strong and you've got to hunt for opportunities and for both your finances and your your uh, your general health and all that kind of stuff. Because um, it's just, there's, there's always worse. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't mean to be like doom and gloom, but um, as we've seen in the last 12 months, things can always get worse. Yeah. And we've, on a personal level, have definitely seen that. And we've seen some absolute horror stories mm -hmm. of um, people in terms of people's health mm -hmm. and where people are losing their lives and all this kind of stuff. And it's, and it's terrifying. Mm -hmm. and, um, but you've got to step apart from that a little bit and go, okay, well, let's look at my world. Mm -hmm. Let's look at what I can control and what can I improve. Even if I'm only improving it on an incremental level, mm. day in, day out, you've got to, because... Your circle of, which way around is it? So you concentrate on your circle of influence, influence not your concern. circle of concern. So yeah. yeah, so circle of influence is what you can control. Circle of concern is everything outside of that. What yeah. the media's telling you, what's going on in the north of the country or the south of the country or... Or whatever. That's none of your business. It's not for you to worry about. It is for you to worry about when you've got your house in order and you're yeah. fully optimised and you are and you can usefully influence you a change. You have to fill your cup first, don't you? Otherwise Absolutely. you can't be useful to anyone else. And, um, and the other thing I think with journaling is, apart from it kind of, um, if you approach it from a gratitude point of view um, or, or whatever and you're kind of pulling out those silver linings, it, it gives you a little... Um, record because we're already bad at congratulating ourselves and seeing the things that we've achieved mm -hmm. um and if you if you're on a long journey like we've said uh, many times that business is not an overnight success story mm -hmm. you know it, it is a journey um you know by journaling you you can enjoy that journey because you can see your little wins and yeah. the things that you've achieved and the because it's very easy to feel because you're always looking for the next step as an entrepreneur and the next goal and the next big thing. It's, it's very easy to think that you feel like you're not going anywhere. Yeah. And it's only kind of when you look back with hindsight, you're like, oh, I, I started over there and exactly. look, look where I am now. And that's so much easier when you've kind of got a journal to not necessarily go back and read it all, but it just make, gives you this awareness of of what's the, of the real picture, I suppose, yeah. than, um, than all these other things that you kind of get clouded by. Yeah, and it acknowledges the passing of time. Yeah, because, I think that's part of it, yeah. Yeah, because many people are in lockdown right now mm. and so like that, and it can feel like Groundhog Day for a yeah. lot of people. A week can go by and it feels like a day. Yeah, so you need to have some way of documenting the passing of time and creating some wins for you 
like just moving the needle each day um, because there's an opportunity of growth in every aspect of your life you just have to use your imagination and think differently to how things were Mm -hmm. and um, that's to let these this time just pass just to, to sit on our hands and hope that some external force like the government or anything is going to come and rescue us is nuts that's mm. just that's you'll always be disappointed yeah. by that because no there is no superman and if you're in the uk boris johnson is not superman <laughs> right he's not going to arrive on your doorstep in lycra <laughs> saying <laughs> i'm here to save your family it's not going to happen so the only person that can do that is you and it's like well what can you what kind of person could you would you need to be to be to do that and yeah how can you move the needle so you become that and journaling is a great way of just just keeping you on track, yes. isn't it? Just and also for those of you listening that are like, you know, I really hate writing. I don't. I don't want to. I'm not very good at it, or I'm I'm dyslexic, or whatever it may be that is kind of coming up as as objections in your head. Journaling doesn't have to be as as we've said, like a diary or anything like that. There's loads of methods out there that you can just Google. There's bullet journaling, which is literally like bullet points. Um, there's like color journaling where you're you're writing things in different colors or like highlighting bits and pieces in different colors. Um, you know that you can doodle and draw if that's your thing. Um, I read one recently. I think it was in uh, Psychology's magazine. Um, where somebody uh, did a photo journal and they weren't writing for them. They already did journal, but it wasn't, they were going through a particularly stressful time and it wasn't enough for them. So they created like a photo photo journal of this particular, I think it was a bereavement or something that they were going through. And, um, but it, it, it made the difference to them to be able to take photos of certain things that kind of got them out of their own head and um, so there's all sorts of ways you can do it you don't have to sit there and write like pages and pages and pages that's yeah. not how it works make it work for you well I particularly like like you I like the idea of just a, of a blank notebook mm. like a, a nice notebook yeah. but a blank one because I personally when it's like a diary yeah and especially like a, and it's date orientated yeah I tend to find that the moment I've missed a couple yeah, of days... Yeah, I feel like I failed. And then, I failed, just, yeah. then, and then you never feel anything else. Well, and also you're just adding to your feeling of not feeling yeah. great. You're like, oh no, I've failed at that. You yeah, can't even do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so and, and it works for both of us as an empty, nice nice um, diary. I mean, I have a little bit of a stationary obsession anyway. And, you know, a nice pen, a place where you go that's quiet, mm. that you can be in your own thoughts, you know, nice hot drink or something while you're doing it's it. It's your just, time. Yeah, yeah, that's about to say. It's that carve out that little bit of me time. Yeah. Um whenever it is best in your day. Yeah, I mean we've had I mean we've been blessed to have moments in time where with our travels and everything else where we would find certain little places we'd mm-hmm. go and the view would be amazing mm. and all this kind of, and we'd be writing and all this kind of stuff. But what the really, really cool thing about journals is even if you only do them for a percentage of the year, for example, is you never throw them away. And it's fascinating going back to them. Yeah. And um, I've got ones from like eight years ago and yeah. so on, or from when, and from when the children were babies. Like, yeah. And, and you, read, you read your entries in them and you see who you were mm. and what you were thinking and what the challenges were then. And you yeah. think about, and it makes you reflect on, look at the way things are now and like not everything is always an improvement don't get me wrong but 
it's a real appreciation that you're having a life that's being lived. Yeah, well, it's like the Nike book, isn't it? Like the the challenges don't magically go away. Yeah, um, they're just different. Oh, the shoe dog. Yes. Yeah. Um, they're you know different or bigger, or you handle them differently, or whatever it is. Yeah. But they're still there. Yeah. So yeah, it's it is interesting. To yeah, it. and your life deserves to be documented, mm. right? There's this there's this concept that um, it's for others, yeah. like it's for celebrities, or it's for or it's for sports people or it's for or whatever it is but why should your life be of less value than that yeah. why does why shouldn't your life have a story yeah, behind yeah, yeah. it and um and that's a great thing about just these note these notebooks yeah, yeah, that we yeah. have filled with stuff because it's just like oh yeah we've you can turn them into books nowadays i mean it's not journaling but it's something as you've just reminded me of something because it's something that i want to do with my parents is you can get like their story if you ask them to tell you their story as it oh, were okay. and made into a book oh really I thought that was a really nice idea yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm like, I'll have to look that up and put it on their website yeah that's it's, a good idea um, yeah it's just as you say like having that kind of legacy it's, yeah it's, um, and, and I like that from a point of view of kind of knowing where you're from not just a oh you know I was born here and my parents are this and blah 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 but really knowing their story story well and also their personalities how yeah, they respond that's what I mean. to it comes stuff through. yeah because yeah because there is a definite link between how your parents and your pre like your relatives respond yeah. and how you automatically yeah. respond and that's not necessarily all taught that's no. genetics as well yeah right? yeah yeah. So. yeah in your dna so i think it's an interesting thing that you can do yeah well and also so. if you have if you're listening to this and you have children yeah it's, it's that that idea that your your story your lessons i mean the way i kind of look at it is um a bit like with our franchisees, you know, mm. it's like you want you want them to start where you finished. Yeah, yeah. You know, like all of those dead ends that yeah. you that you explored and were like, oh yeah, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. It's like if you can show them where well, you don't need to, just start from here instead of back here. Yeah, yeah. And um, and you want that for your kids, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. And journaling helps you do yeah. that. Yeah, identify it definitely. So take on the challenge and uh, go buy yourself a, a notebook and see if uh, journaling improves your thoughts and your life and just gets your, your thoughts together. Yeah. Gets you out of your own head. <laughs> Good. Well, that was episode 68. Yes, we will see you tomorrow for Marketing Monday. Marketing Monday. Have a good day. Bye.